0: hello beautiful rock stars it is always a blessing to have you joining me for the show i wanted to share that because of your faithfulness the show is ranked as one of the best 20 christian health podcasts wow i truly can't express my gratitude enough for your faithful support in listening in Being able to share my passion with you for total health is a tremendous blessing. It is my calling, it is my assignment to see women getting healthier in their body, in their soul, and in their spirit. This is one of my greatest joys. So thank you so much again from the very bottom of my heart for your continued listening support. We are still diligently Focusing on our keyword for the year, which is intention. With it being Heart Health Month, we are being intentional not only about our physical heart health, but our emotional health. One of the healthy habits that helps with our emotional health is reading. Did you know that reading can relax the body by lowering your heart rate and easing the tension in your muscles? A 2009 study at the University of Sussex found that reading can reduce stress by up to 68%. Yes, wow. Personally, I love curling up with a great book. You'll usually find me reading two to three books at a time because books provide a healthy escape for me. Reading takes me out of my normal everyday routine the busyness and into another world and into the pages of a book and if you think about it when we're watching film or a tv show we're actually given the visuals but with a book you're using your creative mind and you're inventing them yourself and so it's actually much more of a powerful event because you're involved you're engaged with reading I was so blessed to interview one of the most prolific writers of our time, Denise Turney. Denise's books, they are empowering, they are entertaining, as well as inspirational. Her books have strong women leads, they're thought-provoking, as well as realistic. On today's interview, we discuss faith, her passion, and her India award-winning book, The Long Walk Up. A Childhood Journey from Tragedy to Triumph, a gripping tale of a young girl's journey from poverty and despair to her remarkable triumphant destiny as Africa's first woman president. This interview will surely inspire and rock your world through Denise's gift of writing. Let's get to it. When it comes to women's health, there's an overwhelming amount of information out there, and honestly, it can be quite confusing. Diets, fads, trends, which one is right? What if I told you the answers to optimal health can be found in one of the most ancient medical books ever written, the Bible. If you're ready to take the guesswork out of living a healthier life, you're in the right place. Welcome to the Rock Your World Naturally Show. I'm Rakesia McMillan honorably retired Air Force veteran, certified health coach, and award-winning author. After years of trying to recover my health the world's way, I was still sick, depressed, and had no energy. Finally, I surrendered to God and he showed me in the Bible how to recover my health and it rocked my world naturally. My calling is to help women who are struggling and burnout out to have more energy and lose weight by using God's prescription for physical, mental, and spiritual health. If you're ready to experience extraordinary health, grab your favorite herbal tea or power smoothie and let's get ready to rock your world naturally. Being intentional about reading is essential to our mental and emotional health. Studies show that reading improves brain function and a person who reads every day just gets better at it over time. And as I shared at the beginning of the show, reading reduces stress, and we all know that modern life can be stressful. Reading improves your state of mind, it improves your overall wellness, and reading aloud to children has a lasting impact. I am a product of my mother reading aloud to me as a child. It has set the foundation of the work that I do, even on this podcast. Romans twelve two shares that change or transformation takes place when we renew our minds, and the way to renew the mind is through reading. My guest today, Denise Turney, has helped renew the minds of millions of readers through her books. Denise Turney is a novelist, public speaker, and professional corporate writer. She brings more than 30 years of writing experience through her books and contributions to various newspapers, magazines, radio shows, speaking engagements, and writing projects. Denise is the editor of The Book Lover's Haven and the host of the literary radio show, Off The Shelf Books Talk Radio. She has been listed in various entertainment and business directories, including industry leaders such as Who's Who, 100 Most Admired African-American Women and Crosswalk. Her works have appeared in Parade, Essence, Ebony, Madame Noir, We the People, The Trenton Times, The Pittsburgh Quarterly, and Obsidian Two. Denise is the author of the books Love Pour Over Me, Portia, Long Walk Up, Spiral, Love Has Many Faces, Goddess Glory, Rosetta's The Talent Show Queen, and Gregory the Lion-Hearted. Denise Turney's books are empowering, entertaining, and inspirational. Her books like Portia are based in part on real-life events. Before we begin setting our intentions on our emotional health through reading, our show has two sponsors, Get Fit 21, and my free course, Seven Ways to Boost Your Immune System and Live a Vibrant Life. Heart disease is the number one silent killer of women in the U.S. As a health coach, my passion is to help change this narrative with my Get Fit 21 health coaching program. Get Fit 21 is a 21 day medically endorsed educational and accountability program designed to help you achieve and maintain a lifelong healthy weight, blood sugar, cholesterol, blood pressure, and positive mindset. More than 35,000 people have experienced dramatic and positive results. Our culture promotes one diet fad after another, leaving many women confused about what to eat and how to become physically active. Get Fit 21 is different. It is a proven approach that combines science-based education, daily coach interaction, and a supportive, fun, and results-driven community. This program empowers you to step into a healthy lifestyle. Don't put your goal of getting healthier off another day. Show yourself some love by investing in your health. During this Heart Health Month, take action towards better health. If you spend 21 days of your life with me, it will be one of the best decisions that you will ever make regarding your health. You can go to my website, rakesia.mcmillan.com to sign up for the Get Fit 21 Prime Health Pack. My coaching program comes with healthy eating guides, workout programs for all levels, balance nutrition and supplementation tools and resources to track your daily progress audio lessons videos one-on-one coaching with yours truly research shows that it takes 21 days for a person to make a new habit when you improve your habits you improve your health visit rakesiamcmillan.com to sign up for the get fit 21 program today Do you want to know the secret of women who don't get sick? Have you ever wondered why you always seem to come down with a life-threatening virus or certain illnesses throughout the year while other women sail through the season sniffle, cough, and ache-free? The secret lies in having a strong immune system. I know this all too well because I used to suffer from a weakened immune system prior to becoming a health coach. Everything from the common cold to cancer is affected by your immune system. And when your immune system is strong, you will experience amazing health and vitality. And so if you're ready to say goodbye to always feeling sick and enjoy a healthy, energized life, I'm offering my free course, Seven Ways to Boost Your Immune System and Live a Vibrant Life. I created this course to help you take charge of your immune system absolutely free. In this course, you're going to learn ways to prevent illnesses, discover natural ways to boost immunity, you're going to receive tips on how to gain energy and vitality, a colorful 20-page immune-boosting e-guide, video presentation to follow along with the e-guide, and I've also included bonus breathwork biblical meditations all for free. You can say yes to better health by enrolling in this course today by going to my School of Health at com forward slash School of Health. That's com forward slash School of Health. Hello, everyone, and thank you again for tuning in to our show on today. And sometimes, you know, you come across people in life that are so interesting and are blessed with so many gifts, and that truly is the case with my guest today, Denise Turney, who is an amazing author, truly gifted with writing and sharing um, her life, her work. Not only locally, but with the world. So, thank you so much for being my guest on today's show, Denise. Oh, thank you, and for that wonderful, uh,
1: gracious intro. I really, uh, I listened to, uh, uh, I listened to your show before, so I'm really honored to be on here. I love the your hosting style and and your show and what you share with your listeners. So, thank you for having me on.
0: Oh, thank you so much. Thank you so much. And so just, Denise, if someone were to ask you in a few words, who are you? (laughs) What would you say to them?
1: Oh, my goodness. This takes me back to a question I was asking someone um, last week. And well, my question to them was, what did they want to be when they grew up? And they broke it down into age. When I was six, I wanted to be this. When I was nine, I wanted to be this. When I was 15, 20, and it kept changing. So that question, who who am I? I would say, who am I now? <laughs> who would I say I am now? Because if I go back, one thing that has, a couple of things have maintained, remained consistent. I definitely, uh, I love the creator, number one. And, and that is very, very important to me. And then I've been a writer, or I've been writing since I was 10 years old. So that is a huge part of my identity. I've been doing it since I was a child and the way it was revealed to me that I was a writer was something that I probably will do for as long as I'm I'm able, which I hope is until I'm I'm gone. But um, I would say a writer, somebody who definitely loves the creator, who loves my family and community, Giving back to community is so important to me. I always told myself I would never live in a community I didn't want to support. That mm. I didn't want to either volunteer, do mentoring, uh, whether it's picking up, helping pick up trash, something that gives back and it strengthens the community, and not just not just living in a community, but also helping to strengthen that community. I would say those things: family, community, the Creator, and 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 writing. That's how I would identify myself.
0: Mm, That is so beautiful. And I love the fact where you said that, you know, being connected to community, I think there's just so much strength in that. I believe that we were created to be relational people, to walk this life, this journey together, and we can be together to support and to grow. That's one of the main ways that we grow is in community. Yes. Not, 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 you can
1: do a lot of things on your own journaling speaking about writing and the arts journaling is one way, you know, writing down your dreams and interpreting your dreams and seeing what your subconscious has to tell you. But they, it, it is it's, it's so true. A lot of our growth happens when we're communicating with, connecting with and relating with other people, not in isolation because you can think you're really at peace and at rest if you're in isolation and your life is calm and serene pretty much. And then you get out here and traffic jams <laughs> and, <laughs> and just the demands of maybe a job or taking care of someone who's, who's going through a sick spell. And some of that peace seems to kind of flow out the window. So <laughs> then you have to learn how to relate and stay at peace, even when you're Uh, relating to others and I think when you really tap in to Mm -hmm. peace you'll have it regardless of uh, what's going on around you Mm -hmm. yeah relationship is so important we learn so much from each other
0: we do we do and you mentioned peace and so for you Denise what are some things that help you to stay grounded in that place or that center of peace
1: again these are things that I've learned for years I was uh uh, reading the scriptures and meditating on certain scriptures as I've gotten older. I mean, I still do that, but I also make myself sit still. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I can tell you, I really believe it, it does something to the brain. You know, there's some, I would tell anybody struggling with worry or, or anxiety if they, anybody is to consider studying the brain because there's things you can do to calm your brain down and to understand what happens to maybe causes you to be attracted uh, to stress. It, it, it can make feel exciting. But right before I go to bed, I started sitting down. I used to go nonstop, nonstop. Mm-hmm. I, I literally went nonstop, worked a full-time job. I was taking care of my son. I was doing my writing. I was, I was going to book festivals calling the cultural events, promoting and marketing my books, doing my podcast, doing my newsletter, just a demanding job. And I literally would collapse in the bed at night mm. and get up in the morning and do mm.
0: <laughs> And I volunteered
1: at the church I attended as a secretary. <laughs> I was just doing so much stuff. So as I got older, I sometimes I would go to bed and I would just, just be wide awake. Like, why can't I go to sleep? And then I said, let me start bringing my brain down so it can relax before I get into bed. So I started just sitting down for maybe 20 minutes to an hour before I go to bed. And it just affects my sleep. So peace, understanding how your brain works mm. and, and, and different things you can do. Like just my grandparents used to sit on the porch and do nothing. They were married <laughs> 60 years. I, as a kid, I looked at them and thought, Oh my God! What is wrong with them? <laughs> <laughs> They're just sitting on the porch. Yeah. I thought that was so nuts. Like they should be doing something, yeah. and they were—they were hard workers too. But they would put in time to just sit on the porch together, and that was—they so yeah. sit on the back porch together. They weren't doing nothing, watching TV or nothing, just sitting there. I thought mm-hmm. that was odd when I was a kid. Yeah. But that is—that is a way to get into peace. As well, and listening to music, soothing music that I
0: love. Mm. And I really like the fact that you said that you had to be intentional about sitting yourself down because I think, you know, in the culture that we live in, it is a 24-7, non-stop. Operation. Oh, yes. And, um, you know, I can truly relate to you, Denise, because I also used to be a church secretary. So I really get that. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Yes. I truly understand because you're meeting the needs of the pastor. Um, the pastor's wife, the congregation. And so there's just so many demands that come with that, along with your own personal things that you're doing. But really taking that time to be intentional, to quiet the mind, to quiet the body down. And I think it's so good to really adopt a practice to just to begin to turn that button off in a sense, or just to get in that wind down mode. Um and so for you you said that that keeps you in that place of peace. Um does, did it help you to sleep better because you said that you were wide awake but now that you've kind of incorporated that regimen of being intentional about starting to shut down is your sleep better?
1: Oh yeah, no, that was one thing I started to do. It definitely impacts. Again, that's why I said. um uh, studying the brain and some of the freelance writing I would do for clients. I would, it was about things that had to do with the body or the brain. And that's when I started to really see hormones, different mm-hmm. things that fire in your brain. Yes. I think a lot of us take it for granted. Uh, we A lot of us don't really know ourselves. Mm-hmm. We don't and we don't know why we do what we do, why we are attracted to what we're attracted to. So getting to know yourself, I think is very important. And so, <laughs> When I would just sit down, I might be watching a television show, but laying on the sofa for maybe 30, and I don't watch a lot of TV, but maybe 30 minutes to an hour before I go to bed. It helps me to re- just unwind and I sleep better.
0: Mm. Mm-hmm. And that's so, so good. And I love that. And again, intentional about shutting down. Earlier, you also mentioned that at Ten years old, Denise. You knew that you were going to be a writer. Like, can you explain that experience? Like, what happened? How did you? How did you know? I call this my
1: burning bush experience. <laughs> it was re- when I was a little girl. Anybody who ever read, or uh, uh, watched the movie Matilda, and he just had recently had a bur- birthday. Uh, Danny DeVito was in it, and he, he was the he was a used car salesman. And his daughter, that she loved to read, so they thought she can't really be our daughter. <laughs> they were like <laughs> con artists, and she was very honest, and she loved to read, and, and they were totally the opposite. Anyway, Matilda read so many books, she would carry them in a wagon to and from the library. I read like that, I, I, mm-hmm. I, and it was just so strange when I was a little girl. People would ask me, what do you want for Christmas? Books. What do you want <laughs> for your birthday? Books. I, I mean, as young as I can go back five, six, seven, and I used to, at my peak, I wasn't trying to read books by the number as far as I can recall. I just loved to read, but I was in like the fifth grade, and I was reading 30 or 50 books a week, and I mm-hmm. can remember the, the librarian looked at me, and she's like, you really read all those books? And I said, yes, who would carry all them books home and just to carry them home? <laughs> <laughs> didn't I read so yes I did I did read them all so one day and this is just a, a background for what I'm getting ready to, to share so I love to read I, did, I didn't know why I've got three brothers and a sister my sister's a school teacher and all of all of us did well in school but I was the only one who loved to read like that mm. and I, I didn't know why I just I just did and so um I can remember when I was 10, we had moved from Dayton, Ohio to Knoxville, Tennessee. And my sister comes running up the steps and she's on the cover of my novel, Long Walk Up. My mm-hmm. sister, Adrian comes running up the steps and she said, look what I found in the library. And she puts this book on the bed and I was in a bad mood at the time. And she said, I'm going back outside to play. She was about six or seven. And I sat there at first... I was in a bad mood. I said, I'm not going to read the book. Then I finally go over and pick it up. It was a little thin book, probably no thicker than my book, Long Walk Up. And it was a book by Gwendolyn Brooks. I'm going back. And (laughs) today you see a lot of African-American children's books, adult books. Now, when I was coming up, it was a rare find to see them. And so I said, oh, my God, how did she find this book in the library? And I didn't find it. And so, because she wasn't the reader, and it was a book of poetry by Gwendolyn Brooks. And mm-hmm. I started reading this book. I just started reading this book. I can't remember. I can see myself standing up. We lived in the projects in Vesta, Knoxville, Tennessee, Montgomery Village is another name it's called. And I was just reading. And for some reason, with all the other books I had already read, this book came alive. Mm-hmm. And that's why I was saying I used to read so many books to put it in context. This book had an effect on me, no other book I had read. And I'm telling you, I'm just, I'm like, oh my God, it's like that character reminds me of Aunt Ruby. Oh, that could be my cousin Langston. And I didn't want this book to end. And Mm -hmm. I sit down as I finished it. And I'm 10 years old, sit on the bed. And this feeling came over me I cannot describe. Mm. And I'm like, I was very curious, what is that feeling? And then I went. Oh, I'm a writer. <laughs> it's like it just somewhere within me came up, and I started writing, and I haven't stopped.
0: Oh wow, that, that is yeah. Amazing. That's how it came to me. That yeah. is amazing. And so, with you, in your world, being surrounded by books, it really stirred up and ignited that gift within you. And, you know, when I look at the genre of books, Denise, you know, there are some writers where they stick to one specific area. But with you, you are such a multi-dimensional, multi-talented, gifted writer that you've written books on mystery, children's books, inspirational books, you know, practical Um, practices to life. And so how is it that you get the ideas for your books when you're writing?
1: You know what? So I used to go to, when I first started out, I used to go up to take the bus to Gay Street in Knoxville, Tennessee. I go to the library and some when I got older to work. And I go in this, Walton Books, I don't know if you ever remember Walton Books,
0: I do. <laughs> I go in Walden Books
1: right there, and I would at the top of the hill, and I would um, I would read Writer's Digest. It was Writer's <laughs> Digest, and then The Writer and Poets and Writers, mm. and and they kept saying different ways you could help yourself with writing, outline, character sketches. Mm. It was all these different things you could do, and some people use formulas like for a mystery, a formula writing for a romance, and that can give you more of a chance to gain more sales. So, but I didn't, for some reason, I never really followed those. I studied it. And so there are a lot of different ways you could. One time I did with Spiral, I I did an outline, but it felt very um, confining to me. Mm -hmm. So what I do, I generally sit down, blank screen. I used to write in a Spiral notebook before (laughs) I mean, I started with manual typewriters to so be along with when I started but I would just sit down and start writing and though this is very uh some writers tell me they can hear their characters talking to them I'm not mm-hmm. one of those writers but the story just comes I cannot explain it but I do know when I'm writing when I'm I can feel I need to put a little bit more of a of a more relationship into it not just keep uh, sticking with a mystery with just Mm -hmm. this is happening and that is happening and building suspense. I need to show the person with their family more so readers can connect to them as more of a full person. Mm -hmm. I can just tell when I need to do that. I can tell when sometimes the, uh, I like the way something is written, but it's not moving the story forward. So I'm, I will just take it out. That used to be so hard to do when I started writing.
0: Oh, mm-hmm. that was so hard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah. you
1: know when it's just, so I, I, it's just an internal knowing. And when I don't make the changes that I feel like I should, mm-hmm. an editor or a reader will point, say to me, you should have took that out or that wasn't, I kid you not. <laughs> so I've learned to listen to that. Just start writing and I can tell. Mm-hmm. How to how to construct
0: a story. Mm-hmm. Right. Now, with all of the books you've written, which are many, is there one that you treasure most, or more uh, than any of the other books? Uh,
1: I can, I I I I will say no. I will tell you that Portia is my first and I have five books that I consider my foundational books because they're the first five books mm-hmm. that I came out with. Portia was number one and Portia started out. I was in the Navy and I was stationed in Indiana
0: mm-hmm. and
1: I, in boot camp, they told me you know, they had found lumps in my breast. No, right before I went the the Center before I went to boot camp, then boot camp. Then when I got stationed in Indiana, so I, I thought... I was a goner and mm-hmm. uh, I, saw, I sat down, I started writing these letters to my family. Mm-hmm. Dear grandma, dear this one, thank you. I love you so much. Thank you for doing this or that for me. But I didn't wanna tell them that I thought I wasn't gonna be here. Yeah. And I, I said, when I'm gone, hopefully they'll find the letters where well, I just told them, thank you. I love you, thank you. Well, I survived and I, I took those letters years later. And I turned them into Porsche. Mm. I turned them into the, and and when Porsche first came out July, 1998, the internet and eBooks and none of that eBooks weren't even around. The internet was very young. That book sold like hotcakes. Wow. I kid you not. That book took off when it first came out. It took off. And so, um, so that one is very meaningful. Long Walk Up came to me uh, and maybe it's the way the story came to me, but Long Walk Up came to me. I was driving to work. At, at the time I was living in Pennsylvania and I was driving. I worked at uh, Merrill Lynch in uh, Princeton, New Jersey. When I was driving to work and all of a sudden it came from within me to write a story about a little girl who had a very hard traumatic childhood. Mm-hmm. It glorious second half to her life Hmm. and that story and I was told to keep it to 40 to 50 pages but I shared it with um, a a friend of mine who uh, taught African studies at I think it was University of Pennsylvania she said oh you got to put a romance in there you can't just (laughs) so (laughs) I did and it's about almost like 90 or 100 pages Mm
0: -hmm. so
1: it's the way that story came to me that's mm-hmm. a long walk up. But I also really enjoy Love Pull Over Me, which is probably my most. Uh, I'm not a romance writer, but if it's a it is definitely a, a strong love story, Love pull Over Me. Yeah. And I love my Rosetta Blaze. <laughs> <laughs> I started Rosetta Blaze, book C Rosetta, the talent show queen is book one.
0: Oh. She's
1: she's in the fifth grade. She is something. And then uh Rosetta's new action adventure came out last year. And I, I, I hope to bring out the third book in the series uh, this year. I just, when I was a kid, I loved reading Pippi Longstocking. Mm. She was so independent and courageous. Yes. And, and Rosetta is just, she is too. She is, she is something. She is something.
0: Yeah. When I see Rosetta on the cover, I think she was on a skateboard on one of the covers. Yes. Yeah. I just said I could just see this bright, just cheerful, energetic little girl um, who just loves life, and I see that so much in her character. Yeah, and she gets in trouble sometimes, but she... <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> she's she's a uh,
0: yeah. Mm-hmm. I think kids will enjoy her. Wonderful. One of the the other books that I saw that you had too. Um, was the simple practices that matter, awaken blessings of inner love, the shortcuts to self-love and success in a busy world. And so just thinking and reflecting on uh, this month is February where we're focused on love. And many times I don't think that we focus on that self-love enough where You know, we can't truly love someone fully if we don't love ourselves. And so when you were writing that book, Denise, can you share just whether it's one or two of those shortcuts to self-love for those that are listening?
1: Okay, I can, I'm going to do it off the top of my memory because I don't have the book in front of me right now, but Thank you for asking. And and anyone who wants to read free excerpts or learn more about me or my books, you can visit me online at Chistel, chistell.com. Again, that's chistell.com. Uh, so anyway, uh, Awaken Blessings of Inner Love. This came to me as well because I think a, some, a lot of times I take for granted that people... Like I said earlier, a lot of times we just don't know ourselves. We don't know how our brain functions and everybody's brain is different. Although there's a lot of things in common, uh, unless somebody has a a condition or had an accident, but it's really important to know yourself. And I think a lot of us don't know ourselves. People do things and they, I just heard somebody say yesterday, I was watching a, a show and a man said he he said, "I only hit my wife once, and mm. he said, I apologize to her, and he said, she knows that wasn't me, so I'm thinking, Well, who was it? Mm. because you did it, so that's where well, we we do things, and we're like that wasn't me, but you said it
0: was yeah. you <laughs> was yeah. you, yes, you yeah.
1: it. so uh, one of the one of the things in in awaking blessings and something I would share is get to know yourself, just pay attention. And so in that book is, uh, a key is to practice awareness. And I'm trying to remember, I might've been in my forties or late thirties before I started reading the importance of practicing awareness because I just had a busy (laughs) life. I would just go, 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 go. And I never even thought to pay attention Pay attention to your routines, your patterns. Sometimes we want our lives to change and we don't know why aren't, why isn't my life changing? Mm -hmm. You're not aware of probably your patterns and your routines. And Mm -hmm. if you keep doing the same thing, it's just going to keep repeating, 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 repeating. And I think our brains are attracted to that. So I, I have heard people really say they want their life to change. They can't get out of a bad relationship. They keep going back into another bad one. You have to become aware of yourself, your habits, your patterns, practice awareness. Something I, I read today actually was, it said, come home every day and write about your day and do do it for, I forget how many days.
0: Mm-hmm. And then
1: go back and look look it over. And you can see some of why you're doing what you're doing and then slowly mm-hmm. start slowly start to make changes but i also uh, another thing i bring out in uh, a waking blessings of inner love is get out in nature mm-hmm. uh, getting out in the in sunshine it can actually help i'm not talking about serious clinical depression but it can actually stave off like a mild depression whether you're grieving or you're dealing with a major mm-hmm. life change a job change, a move, etc. Uh, maybe you've gone through some a, a medical or a physical illness, but it's changed, and we have to adjust to change. Getting out of nature, getting that vitamin D. I mean, mm-hmm. it's just good for your brain. And you want to get you want to produce enough serotonin in your brain. And uh, uh, using a full spectrum lamp—that's something I share in the book as well. Mm. Uh, Getting enough sleep at night. They've even shown where you don't want to oversleep, yeah. but getting enough sleep uh, uh, it actually helps with weight maintenance. You if you don't get enough sleep and you're constantly going, it getting mm-hmm. enough rest, getting enough rest is is uh, also important. And good good sleep, drinking mm-hmm. fresh water help flush your system out. These sound like simple things, but so many mm-hmm. of us. Don't do these simple things mm. and, and getting up and moving and exercise. Life is not, I don't think, I wish it was. Life is not going to be optimal at uh, its optimal best if you don't do, take the right steps to make it that way. It's not mm-hmm. just going to fall into your lap.
0: No, that's so good. And I, I love the fact that you mentioned that these are simple practices. But I think, Denise, that w- as as technology and so many of the other advances that we have in our world have taken over in a sense we've gotten away from these basic simple practices that would help us out in our lives you know so much getting enough sleep as you shared Um, and I've been hearing that so much lately about getting proper sleep proper rest I know for me I got to be in bed by a certain time because if I don't (laughs) I just, I don't do well with lack of sleep. But as you shared, getting the proper rest, drinking water, doing those simple things that are going to, as your book says, awaken blessings of, of that inner love.
1: You know, and unfortunately, and I, hear, I have, I work with colleagues who they have young children. And I I think, you know, kids don't go outside and play as much. I heard a study that said, Sometimes I, 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 it's all in the Lord's hands, but I think, man, what if our future generation is going to be like? Yeah. People don't. I'm told people don't talk on the phone anymore. They it's just texting, and uh, <laughs> they said was the average American child now spends. I think is, is it thirty minutes outside a week? Mm. A week. Yeah. I used to spend. <laughs> we used to spend hours oh, a day.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, it's true. It's so these, so true.
1: like the things in the in the book and in other books, they are so simple. But oh, yeah. as we move away from them, mm-hmm. it, 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 we have to be reminded of these simple things because people won't even think of it. They'll, they will get a prescription and mm-hmm. not think I can go outside. I can exercise. I can adjust my diet. I can make sure I get enough sleep. So I hope we don't get there. Uh I hope we do remember these simple things.
0: Yeah, and it's almost like again we have to be intentional. That's like our word of the year um that we are sticking with being intentional about these things, and it's almost like we have to fight to maintain and hold on to these things because they are beneficial um to us in the busy time and the busy world that we live in, and we just gotta. Shut down the distractions. Shut down the distractions so that we can experience those blessings.
1: Yes, for sure.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Something else, I want to circle back to your book, The Long Walk Up, and about going from tragedy to triumph. And on the cover of the book, there's a quote, an African proverb that you use, Denise. However long the night, the dawn will break. Oh yes,
1: and I do believe that. And I, I, our journey, and just as little Mullican, and 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 I, I will tell you, I think our journey is a journey to our true self. But mm-hmm. um, in, in Long Walk Up, she she is six years old. And at first glance, you say, when you start to read the story and what happens to her, uh, you can say, oh, no, that could never happen to anyone. And unfortunately, it can. And like the, the earthquake in Syria and Turkey, the earthquake mm-hmm. that happened in Haiti, yes. uh, different wars, different, I mean, I mean, catastrophes, they create these mullicans. And they, in some parts of the world, she would be called a street child. And I saw this uh, a documentary or a show about these two little African kids. This one AIDS was ravaging the world. And there was a little girl, she was about five and her brother might've been seven. They would sleep on a, 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 a fold out of cardboard box. That was their bed. You just pick it up and carry it around with you. And they sleep on it and they would, uh, I don't know if they collected little like 10 metal cans and, and, and trade them in enough to have enough money to eat. Their whole thing was just get through the day. Mm-hmm. Just get through the day. They didn't have time to think about tomorrow. Just get through this day. And I said, oh my gosh, I couldn't believe that little kids, no parents, no no relatives would live like that. And then I found that. There are lots of kids who live like that. Yes, yes, lots yes. of kids. And so she, Mulliken, her uh, her father, they they come into this uh, a, a village, this area when it was it was thriving. It was just so lush and just vegetation and the animals and like anything in the world, it starts. It's this world is up and down. You got to know when the shift, when the change, and it starts to dry up. Well, Mm -hmm. their leader, he was a very courageous man, but he refused to change Mm -hmm. even when he saw that it was time to move on. So her father passes and and her siblings, and then finally her mother. Mullican could have stayed with the other women and this leader, but something in her was guiding her. And she, she takes off one day up this steep hill And she doesn't know where it's going. She's just this inner guidance, and she, at some point, she thinks I should have just stayed. And another point, she just wishes she would die because she's she's very hungry, and she rolls down the hill, and she ends up like in a market. All these different people speaking. She's a little girl. Remember, she's six years old, and a man takes her in, and he and his wife. And there was a true story. I base this on about mm-hmm. a couple who took in little orphans uh, in Africa and the, it became just too psychologically overwhelming for the wife. But I don't know if the husband kept kept a similar program going to help these orphan kids. Well, in the story, uh, they take her in and I don't want to give. Well, I do say on the, be, the uh, I just tell you, she has a triumphant destiny and mm. um, I, I I would encourage just the reader to 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 read the story and my purpose too is how it came to me I knew I had to write it and then also to inspire people that despite your beginning despite your hardships if it's I think it's planted in each of us to do great things great good things
0: mm. and when
1: you when you get that call or you feel that magnetic pull <laughs> I, you know follow it if it's rooted in love, follow it and see where it takes you. A lot of people we admire, they actually started way far away from where they are now.
0: Hmm. No, I love that, you know, because in life, as you said, we don't know. Things happen. Life happens. It's never going to stop. But life is happening around us all of the time. And what we're going through is not going to last forever, but at some point, you know, that dawn will break. And so for those who are listening that want to read your amazing and wonderful books like The Long Walk Up, where can they find your books, Denise?
1: Uh, Thank you so much for asking. And thank you again for the invitation. To be on your wonderful uh podcast i they can find the books at either my website and th- the shipping is free if ordered through the website and again that's chistel dot com, or barnes and noble ebook it bookshop uh there's so many bookstores and in indie bookstores and of course amazon.com uh, is in uh most of my books are ebook paperback And some are also, like the Rosetta book series, are also available in uh, hardback
0: as well. Mm -hmm. So thank you. Oh, you you are so welcome, Denise. Are there any parting words that you would like to say to our listeners? I would say this one thing. uh,
1: Change happens. I, I used to, when I was younger, I thought change happened every few years, every few it's happening instant by instant. And then we just notice it after it seems to pile up. Then we're like, oh, that's, that's it. Oh, I got more gray hair <laughs> <It's> <laughs> instant by instant. or whatever it is. And that's why when you go to the doctor, they tell you, you know, watch this, watch that because they know, mm-hmm. and uh, if you keep this up in several years you're going to be far in one direction or the other. So pay attention, pay attention, practice awareness. No matter where you are now, this is a great starting point to mm. start moving up. Mm. It's a great, great starting point, regardless of where you are. Great, great starting point.
0: Oh, well, Denise, thank you so much for those words of encouragement and um, just sharing your heart, your passion with us today. And I pray God's blessings on you too continue to write many more books to to the world.
1: (laughs) Thank you so much. I so enjoyed the show. Thank you. Uh,
0: God bless you, Denise. Okay, thank you. God bless. Denise Turney's work has positively touched countless lives, bringing joy, love, creativity, and light through printed pages. Reading is a free and natural way to get better sleep, improve your cardiovascular health, strengthen your cognitive function, and extend your life expectancy. Reading every day has proven to have multiple health benefits. According to the Guinness World Records, the Bible is the best-selling book of all times, An estimated 5 to 7 billion copies have been printed over approximately 1,500 years according to the British and Foreign Bible Society. By reading the scriptures, we get our spiritual food, we learn who God is, we learn what God's truth is, and we reorient our thinking or renew our minds to what God says. The Apostle Paul told Timothy why scripture is important. 2 Timothy 3:16 through 17 says that all scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction and for training in righteousness, that the man of God may be completed and equipped for every good work. I want to encourage you to be intentional about reading the Bible regularly and other positive works like those from Denise, because reading is great for your spiritual, mental, and physical health. I hope that you enjoyed today's episode. I pray that it blessed and challenged you to move towards living the abundant life that God has for you. If so, would you stop right now and share this episode with someone who's been praying to improve their health spiritually, physically, or emotionally? I would love it if you could take 30 seconds to leave a review on Apple Podcasts. This is the only way that I know that you're liking the show. Also, it rocks my world to hear from you. Lastly, come on over to my free community, rikissiamcmillancommunity.com to grab your free gifts. I have everything you need to know about working with me, taking my courses, or connecting. Also head over to rakesiamcmillan.com to explore my health products and sign up for free complimentary health coaching. My prayer for you will always be 3 John 2. Beloved, I wish above all things that you prosper and be in good health, even as your soul prospers. I'll see you in a few days. God bless.